0: Hello, can I start nice and say that you're on mute, just to go with the vibe that we had <laughs> in the last five years or something like
1: that. Gotta love it, gotta love it. Welcome, yeah. everyone. So good to see you here. Thanks uh, for inviting me, Bogdan. Um, you came up with this amazing concept, so let's not let people down today. We're going to dive right in. Um as you uh, probably know, my name is von van Buren. I'm founder of EventMender, and I'm here together with Bogdan Maran, founder of Visual Hive. Hello, everybody,
0: and thank you for joining us. And hello, Nathan. I can see there that you've got you've jumped on, uh, and hi, Andy, as well. We've got people watching us, which is something new, and uh, this should be fun. So uh, let's start with telling people who we are. Although most of most people know us, but who who, who are you? Marijn, where where are you coming from, what have you done, and why are you here?
1: Well, I think the main reason I'm here is because I've been a a big tech enthusiast for quite a while now. Um, Obviously, I started within the event industry, in the the physical event space, but during the whole pandemic that shifted to more virtual, Uh, I decided to help more companies Embodied that virtual and help them with the transitioning uh, from virtual uh, from physical to virtual, and in that I encountered a lot of different technology suppliers, uh, and also the fact that there are so many of them, we barely know where to get started in doing the research. So that's where the idea for EventMender came on. Worked together with over a hundred uh, virtual and hybrid event platforms, slash, planning software, ticketing software, you name it, um, and that's where I got introduced into really event technology, and that's where my passion and expertise comes from. How is that for you, Bogdan? Uh,
0: not as sexy, unfortunately. Not I'm old enough to have a previous life. Um, no, but I, I used to be... I'll I quote Nathan, because I know Nathan is here and he said hi, and uh, me and Nathan go a well, while well back, and he has the ability to describe my thoughts better than I do, usually. And he said that I'm a former photojournalist and data scientist, which is not particularly accurate because I'm not a data scientist per se. I'm more of a data enthusiast. I would go with data storyteller, and we can go in details a bit later. But uh, Visual Hive was founded about in 2019 out of a couple of long conversations and beers with Nathan and we're looking at uh, specifically creating uh, uh, working with data science around visual content. And by visual content I mean photos and videos, not content by somebody speaking on a stage because that's another thing that you're going to go into today about how we describe things in technology and how complicated and how many we have many words that mean the same thing but we got into the pandemic where apart from having a podcast at 6 a.m with nathan that was very fun to have live at 6 a.m don't get me wrong like we do live today uh we've built custom platforms for event for event professionals we've done a lot of data visualization a lot of integrations and nowadays visual hive is back with uh, working on a a data-driven ai marketing engine for marketers and events technically speaking and uh we're not that far away in our journey as you are we've just tested an alpha we got some good feedback and now we are working harder to get there congratulations that's me on the long line
1: i think it's a very good and comprehensive uh, introduction also good to know maybe who is this actually for um control alt event i think we mainly created this for event organizers and company that orchestrate remarkable events um or just those who really like technology um, to better understand what the capabilities are to give you some actionable insights, some case studies here and there um, to see what's possible in event management when it comes to technology. Uh, it's quite a an untapped potential, although a lot of you have scratched the surface in terms of what's possible. We would like to help you take the most out of it. And I think that's the main reason why we started this. But maybe you have something to add there uh
0: i because we are both kind of on the geeky side when it comes to technology we really enjoy it but in the same time we're looking at the practical side of it because we've got our we're neck deep if not way more than that in a, on a daily basis not just with what we do but with everything from consultancy and helping people actually get value out of it i really liked the idea of i, I really like coming up with brands and the control art event it's i really like the Windows restart concept because we are at a point where events need to be and not just a restart, but like a forced restart, because events are a are a very, very conservative industry. And they're talking here specifically around B2B events. And again, we all say events, but we all come from different sides. Some but some do weddings, some the parties. We mainly tackle B2B events, if I'm not correct, if I'm not mistaken, like 95% of the cases where technology is vital. And that restart needs to happen way more effectively, specifically because we have a lot of advances in technology, computing, and everything else. But also because the people that we serve, the the attendees, the the the, the, the ones we create the experiences for, have technology experiences enhanced. We have enhanced technology experiences outside the event, and we have to catch up as an industry and that's why the control out kind of came with us just let's force it to go to where it needs to
1: be absolutely i couldn't uh, agree more um so in terms of what people can expect um, format boils pretty much down to every tuesday at 3 p.m gmt or 4 p.m CET. so the time it is right now we'll go live on linkedin that's where will unravel different challenges, um, focus on specific use cases, as I mentioned, um, but also want to give you the possibility to actually ask questions. I see quite some people in the chat, um, so very good to, to see you there. And if you have any specific problems with technology, feel free to also make some suggestions. Um, we are relatively flexible although we have about 400 different topics that we want to cover in the foreseeable
0: (laughs) future Um, that's what we came up that's at least what you came up with last night i didn't really (laughs) manage to add too much to that
1: we'll 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 be around for a while um but always open uh for for suggestions and if you have specific questions um for us regarding the topic we'll be hosting about then going live on linkedin and joining us there is the the place to do it um yeah Pretty much. And um, um, yeah,
0: apparently you'll also, because we've worked very hard in the last few days, you'll also find us on very soon on TikTok, uh, on wherever you get your podcasts from. So as soon as we finish this, this will be turned into a podcast. But as Marianne said, you need, if you want to, if you have any questions regarding the subjects that we're going to talk about each week, jump on. Let's have a chat in the questions. We'll try to not just philosophical chats, but actually practic- actual practical examples of what how you can improve this or that in your life as a professional event otherwise we're not the people to come to if you want to make your life better and in any other forms
1: very true very true well i think we covered uh well who we are um why we organized this podcast who is for what the format is going to be what people can expect um so maybe dive a bit deeper into uh Yes, Today's that was tea. my cue,
0: right? I I, I missed that. Nathan <laughs> is going to laugh his ass off. I, I missed my cue. <laughs> so apart from everything else, because I'm a data enthusiast, I, I kind of convinced uh, Marianne to give give me the chance that on every episode, uh, we would have a uh, data visualization example. So we'll try to keep it within the events, and because that kind of drives me to do things, I'll give you the, I'll share, that's my first episode, so I'll, I'll share the first bit of the Data visualization. I hope you enjoy this. Uh, these are not counters. So first of all, we have to say thank you to um, Wufi because Wufi, as far as I'm concerned, when it comes to open data. and event is kind of the the place to go if you want to have some reliable data and play with it. At least from my geeky side. So I looked. We looked here at the Fair statistics from 2022. Uh, with some side notes, there is no UK because UK is not in Europe anymore, not even according to UFI, which is uh, frustrating for many reasons, but let's not go into politics. We are going, uh, and uh, these are, we, we, we picked up 1,016 shows from uh, UFI's, uh database, database from the report that they published. This is live. You can go and wuffy.org and pick it up and look at it yourself. Not this colorful slightly better probably. But we looked at uh, how many events did we have in terms of from the, well, these events. Uh, we looked at the number of companies with individual stands versus the total square meters books that booked. The idea was to give a little bit more perspective from just the number of 1,600, 1,016 events, which usually in events so you don't do usually may, you mainly use counters. So I wanted to put it, everything about data storytelling is put it in context. So on the button here, you will see the total square meter booked for all these 1,600 events. So you have uh, the number of companies with individual stands, and at the top here, you have, if this works, should work at some point, uh, you have uh, Spain, which has uh, the biggest numbers of uh, stands or individual companies that exhibited, but not the biggest number of visitors, because at the bottom here you have Germany. Which has way less firms represented, but a lot more people coming to their events. And at the at the intersection here, you have Portugal, which had not so many events. You have on the left-hand side here on the top how many events they had, and but they had uh, only about a thousand firms and uh, two hundred over two hundred thousand visitors. And the big orange block here is Turkey, which had over eight million visitors with not so many firms represented. But the fun bit is if you want to go further in, you can do visitors for each city. So I've picked up here the top 10 cities where you have on the top right, you have Madrid. At the bottom here, you have Munich. So you have the German efficiency where they only have had 172 companies represented, but they had over 1 million visitors. And in the bottom here, you have uh, Turkey with a lot of cities and a lot of visitors. So because this is fun, I also wanted to look a little bit more into context. So I looked at the average price of a bottle of wine in these countries into 2022 and the GDP of those countries in the same year. And as you can see, Finland, which only had one event, unfortunately, ranks quite high because wine is very expensive there. And... Uh, On the other side, Germany sits quite nicely at a a decent bottle of wine, but with a big uh, uh, GDP and a lot of visitors. So that's kind of my very fast presentation of data. So I use Power BI. Thank you, Ufi, for the data. And uh, hopefully every episode will have something completely different, but as fun as possible. So... If he's interested, I'm not applying for a job, but maybe for a partnership, because they have a lot of data we can play around and we can go into business intelligence. But this hopefully gives you a feeler of what I think when I talk about data visualization. And it's not about how many times people go to the toilet and you have to scan them and you have abruptly 2 million visitors that came to your show or something to that degree. And I'll shut up now.
1: Uh, I, I love it, and I think uh, I see Salima also says uh, great figures. Thank you for sharing. Um, it is it it gives a different dimension to just data that you normally see in the sheet, which doesn't say a lot. But the moment you can visualize it, it doesn't just become more fun, but also uh, you can very quickly get something actionable out of it because in one bird's eye view. Um, you can uh, you can see that she asked uh, where to find this information. Yeah, so um, if you go the, the to share, UFI uh,
0: website, so uh, I'll share the link in the chat just as, as I finish speaking, and you go to resources and you can download the reports. Those reports are very contain a lot more information than I put here. For me, the pleasure is just to play and try to tell a story with that data. But you can find a huge amount more information on UFI website, and they are amazing people. So just go and check it out, and I'll put it in the chat.
1: Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I think this is already a little bit about navigating the future of events. Um, data is going to play a big role in, in visualization even more. So really uh, appreciate you sharing and, and putting in the hard work of actually visualizing uh, these examples. Um, as Bogdan mentioned, he will put it in the chat now that I'm talking, and he can actually focus on typing. Um, Uh, today is also about you know navigating the future of events and um where this industry as you mentioned sometimes we feel like we need a a hard reset um and part of that is also figuring out where do we then want to go um and i think we prepared a little fun element for today which is uh, making predictions uh in terms of what is going to happen in the event industry with technology um more of the the fun ones, not per se the ones that are uh, mentioned quite often and that are quite obvious uh, from points of view. But uh, I think you you gave this also uh, some good thoughts, Bogdan. What what? Uh, yes, I first? did.
0: Kind my of- first one and uh, my one of my uh, favorites because I just due to some recent conversations is sustainability and i'm not predicting that events are going to talk about sustainability because they are going to and they're going to have shows about it and we're going to go on and on and on which is absolutely fabulous and important my prediction is that by the end of the year 99 percent of people will will still think sustainability means uh, environment which is not necessarily true and my prediction is that nobody's going to come and talk about uh, the economic and social impact that events have, or at least talk about it, but just in the background because the whole uh, environment thing is sexier and, again, vitally important, but it's not the only one.
1: All right. I think um, I can kind of get on board with that one, but I'm very curious to see and and hope actually to see more people realizing the other side of it as well. Um, But we're going to see how that pans out. Um, when i actually was playing around with chat gpt to get some inspiration for this it came up with uh, events in space um, zero gravity networking sessions anyone and uh, i think at first i had to laugh at it because i was like ah, that's way too crazy but then at the same time you hear you know elon musk planning to go to to mars and putting quite some steps in that direction i think it won't be it, it definitely will will be within our lifetime that we'll be able to travel to a planet and not take uh, several months to get there will there be events in space i think so and i think it can be very fun probably first for like those with a very big budget uh not uh <laughs> not for us uh, in the beginning stage but maybe by the end of our lifetime, it will be a bit more affordable, and and we'll we'll see more events in space. I, I would love to see that actually, as as one of my predictions. I mean, it might not control. be that expensive because if you take, for example,
0: Davos and you go out of Switzerland, I don't know how much expensive the space can be if you compare that to Switzerland. So it's it might be way more feasible <laughs> than you can imagine at this point.
1: Very true. Very true. We'll 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 see. Time will tell. Um, what, what is your do you have another prediction for us to share as well?
0: Uh yes, it's, it's not as fun as going into space. Uh, but uh, the what is honestly a prediction is I'm I'm looking forward and I'm trying trying to do find an AI that can count how many times people can say video is a king. Because I estimate at least five thousand three hundred and seventy-four when it comes to live events and podcasts. And I think it's going to go overboard. But I, my hope is that it's not going to be just talk. It's going to be a little bit more than talk. And we can make this uh, educational part and link it to the social and economical sustainability bit way better. I'm getting kind of dark here. You weren't very fun with it.
1: <laughs> we uh, we cover all different parts of uh, the prediction game. Um, it happens. I, I, I like... Obviously, we've seen the Vision Pro being released uh, into the wild. Let's Mm -hmm. put it like that. I've seen quite some uh, videos of people uh, just tapping around in space with their uh, ski glasses on. Um, I think it's very fun. Uh, I see two ways of it. And and there's the, I think uh, it was Simpsons that predicted kind of this, where everyone is walking around with that ski glass. I'm curious if we'll see it in events, but I think there is quite a big chance that when this evolves into something more, um, something that you can carry a lot easier rather than having two big ski goggles on your face and and being really kept off interacting with people because everyone is looking at you weird, when it becomes more integrated into your self-being and and you as a person rather than really having a, a... a screen in between um i think we we can definitely see that in in the next five years maybe 10 that that we will have the capability that this vision pro is bringing to us uh, in, a, in a bit more ease form factor where that will actually add another layer to events where we can have the whole work suite of tools that we normally bring or keep at home, we can actually bring it with us at an event and that could offer quite a lot of interesting capabilities. Um, So I I think we're going there as well.
0: It would be very fun to see, apart from just seeing them on stanzas, like very sexy things like coffee. Do you want a coffee or do you want to play with the Vision Pro? But I did see a video this morning which was kind of the epitome of this new technology was a guy driving a tesla truck self-driving truck so the truck was driving very slowly on the side and he was with the vision pro playing around in the car at the wheel
1: was that the guy that got arrested i don't know if (laughs) he got arrested to be honest
0: i didn't really follow up the image just stuck in my head which i found fascinating we do have we did have a couple of questions one from david in terms of is there a new role from for event technologists, especially with these predictions that we've made in terms of technology is going to be kind of at the heart of it and uh, apart from the space bit because it definitely is an event technologist there I, I wouldn't go in space with a company that organizes events that doesn't have an event technologies role at least a minimum one very true
1: very true no i think uh, as, I, as i mentioned in the chat real quick like if it doesn't exist yet then you better make that role within your company. Um, because the more we proceed into the future, the, the more uh, urgent it gets to to have the right coverage for technology and have that knowledge in-house, especially if we go uh, to far places like space.
0: <laughs> and it's part of what we try to do as well of this in terms of trying to get as many people as possible in conversating about events and events technology. And just to add very quick to David's point, event technology and I'll, I'll lead you to that into the topic of next week, if that's possible, because they are wrapping up the time. Because event technology has is quite a wide range of what you need to do, and the, from they one of the special things about events is that everybody needs something else or in a different format because they need to fit the whatever they do at that point in time. And uh, event technologists are going to be ideally somebody in a as a generalist because they need to understand a lot of things and know what to pick and where to pick and then have either relationships with event technology companies that can help quite quickly or relationships with people like a uh, who does consultancy on events with uh, what we try to do when we do consultancy for events so they can come to specialists to help them do you need help with ai do you need help with integration do you need help with registration do you need help with specific bits but they need to know what to ask for at some point. You know, if Paul is here and you can go, do you need to help with live captioning in multiple languages? That's a pain in the ass, big pain in the ass, very hard to solve, but you need what to ask for, because if you think it's going to be solved in five, three seconds, it's not going to be solved in three seconds. Maybe if now you go to Paul and you can do it, but it's still hard work to
1: get to that point. Yeah, very true, and I think that's also one of the topics we'll be covering a bit later. Um, actually, uh, Salima, you said the biggest challenge is to get sponsors and participants over fifty years uh, old to to embrace innovation in design and planning. I think that's a very good point, uh, at least at the the crossroads where we are right now, um, where there is that fifty fifty kind of new more tech-enabled generation entering the market, but those that um, don't really feel like they are super tech-enabled are still in the the workforce as well. Um, Obviously, within 10-15 years, that that will kind of solve itself, but at the moment, I think a big part of that is just educating and um, making sure to translate also in their uh, knowledge and know-how what the capabilities are, but also to to make it as quote unquote child friendly, but in this case, um, fifty plus friendly uh, as as possible um, for them to understand and to embrace it. And I think that's also a perfect segue, actually, to the topic we'll be covering next week, um, where in this case we'll focus specifically on event professionals. But it's a, a good way to to explain what what we're meaning. Uh, Next week, we'll actually be talking uh, about a topic that we call From AI to Zapier. Um, And it's mainly about understanding integration terms for event professionals. Um, So what are these terms? Which terms are out there? Which ones are the ones that are essential for you as an event professional to know? But also take that one step further and actually make it actionable. And knowing what... uh, a term means is one thing but understanding what it can do and what implications it has for you and your events um that's another and i think that's the same translation you need to make when you're talking about uh, a 50 plus audience if you just explain them like hey we have this amazing tool okay they know it's an amazing tool but they haven't made the translation yet in terms of what value would it bring them um and don't feel taken by the hand and we are at least trying to achieve taking event professionals by the hand um, and laying a foundation because in the third episode, we'll actually dive deeper into automation and integration. um, And then it's very handy to have that foundation laid out. So um, So I think...
0: uh, What's the name of it? Because it came up with a fantastic name
1: and I really liked it. From AI to Zapier, uh, understanding integration terms for event professionals. You'll be seeing the event going live... uh, probably by tomorrow. So then you have a few days to uh, to get it booked in your calendar because you don't want to miss it. It's really the foundation for what we'll be talking to uh talking about in the future. Um so it's good to have that kind of A to Z uh, handbook with you. Um and obviously if there are any terms that you're unfamiliar with, please bring them to us during the live, put them in the chat. Um we'll be more than happy to to answer it and and dive into it give you a better actionable insight in terms of what it actually means. Yeah, I think, think that's pretty much it for today. Yeah. Um We're finishing on time, which
0: is a very high standard bar we need to keep from ta- now on.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I agree. Um, for those that are hungry for more, um, we will be finding ways how we can offer some exclusive content behind the scenes valuable resources, um, some vibrant behind-the-scenes discussions that are not per se going to be here in these live sessions. If that sounds interesting, send either Bogdan or me a direct message. Um, We will kind of create a wait list uh, so the moment we take that next step uh, after we progress a few episodes, um, you'll be the first one to get an invitation um, to to join in. Um, And also good to know we will be switching from one profile yeah. to another So Today next, time, it's next time. time is going to be your profile
0: that is going to have the event so look up that, to merge that's it.
1: correct so make sure you follow both uh either bogdan uh, or me w- which one you're not yet connected with make sure to create a connection so you actually get a heads up when we go live it will be every other week it will be uh, on another account so make sure to Follow both of us. And um, yeah, did. anything else you would like to, to add before we turn Apart
0: from the fact that we we did it, we are live. And thank you very much for everybody who came. And I'm not going to read all the names, but they were way more than I expected. And I'm completely blushed and uh, mildly stressed that we, need to, we hopefully did a good job and you're going to come next week. Uh, well, no, just that I'm heading down towards 50. And I think 50s are going to be very takeaway in a couple of years. At least the fifties I know are very away Just make it simple and adding value.
1: All right, perfect, uh, Salima. Be be sure to watch out. We will uh, send you a personal invite. Um, that's also possible for us to to invite you. So you will definitely get the invite for the next uh, episode where we dive a bit more into the A to C, and <clears throat> for everyone else, looking forward to the next one. Thank you, indeed, very much for joining. And yeah, happy days.
0: Indeed. Have a lovely day and a very lovely week. Cheers. Bye bye.